Welcome to Mental Health in Minnesota, produced by NAMI Minnesota, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, a nonprofit organization dedicated to improving the lives of children and adults with mental illnesses and their families. Visit NAMI Minnesota online at namihelps.org. Hi, my name is Brian Jost. I'll be your host. NAMI Minnesota is celebrating its 40th anniversary year of providing education, support, and advocacy. This episode is one of the 40 stories of hope related to our 40th anniversary. Thanks for listening again, everybody. Today we have Lori and Lee Brands recording February 25th, 2017. And Lori and Lee are going to tell us about their personal journey and what brought them to NAMI. Thank you, Brian. What brought me and us to NAMI is my son, Jason. He was diagnosed with schizoaffective disorder at the beginning of 1997. He was 22, been floundering, and got him into HCMC, where we kind of got introduced to NAMI through the family support there. It was kind of a, a, a well-kept uh, s- secret, kind of. Uh, a lot of the family support was non-existent there. Lori and I went, and we were the only ones there. And the nurse mentioned NAMI, and we got involved with NAMI through there. Jason never did. From uh, there, uh, when Jason was uh, released, and about six months later, he suicided. Because he never did get involved with NAMI or with any real support systems. But Lori and I still got into NAMI. The family to family class was the first thing we tried to get into, and it was filled up uh, while Jason was still uh, going through his uh, struggles. But we took the family to family class after Jason's suicide and really got into NAMI and, uh, and uh, did support systems or the family support group and then took over kind of facilitating because the facilitator was getting kind of burnt out. She'd been doing it for quite a while and, and her loved one was dealing with symptoms and, and things. So uh, Lori and I stepped in and took over the support group at Mount Olivet. Then got some training from NAMI to help us do what we were doing. And from there, we took more training and, and, and uh, facilitated some of the family-to-family uh, classes, the 12-week classes. And from there, I joined the Hennepin affiliate, the board, and uh, been with the board ever since. And that's been about 15 years. So, so that little summary was a, an expanded time frame. Well, thanks for sharing. Okay, NAMI was extraordinary for us. When we first under, began to have an inkling that Jason had a serious mental health issue, when he was hospitalized, uh, we went, as Lee said, to the family support group, which was facilitated by a nurse, a psychiatric nurse, a professional in her area, and she said, okay, what are your questions? And we were so blindsided by his illness, we had no real understanding or comprehension just what the heck this schizoaffective disorder even was, that we didn't even know what questions to ask. It was later through the NAMI Family to Family Program, which really focuses on brain disorders or mental illness, what causes them and attempts to treat them that we finally began to understand what we had been dealing with with Jason. And I think it's a struggle for every family member. You know, what is my loved one dealing with? Um, What are the doctors all about? What are they trying to do? What do these medications do? 
And the questions beyond that is, how do I support my loved one in appropriate ways? And of course, the big one, too, for family members is, what about my own self-care? And these are questions that NAMI helped us discover answers to, and the family-to-family class was extraordinary for helping us understand and, and deal with with the illness of a loved one, even though at that point for us, as Lee points out, Jason had already departed this world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did did somebody have to point out to you, was it part of NAMI's education to remind you to take care of yourselves, or, or did you already catch on to that? Well, I think uh, being a, in a relationship with Lori, uh, she really is focused on... on health and, and self-care and has a very grounding and, and soothing effect on things, even in, in a crisis and, and chaos. But uh, the NAMI classes really reinforce that, that it's very important for self-care. You're not taking care of yourself. How can you take care of a, a loved one or anybody else? So the, the NAMI reinforcing the self-care was a real major part of our learning process and and hopefully that gets across to other members that uh, participate in those classes. Mm -hmm. As we facilitated support groups, one of the first questions that we'd throw out every evening the support group got together for family members is people would check in and share how they were doing. And then our next question, or sometime before the evening was over, was what are you doing for yourself? You cannot leave this room until you tell us what are you doing to take care of yourself? That's great. So it has been about 15 years of NAMI Hennepin County involvement. Is that right? Yes, and that's it. How did you view the affiliate walking into that first experience? It was um, strange. Um, when I heard, first heard of the Hennepin County, uh, Pete and, uh, Feigl and Melanie Groves were president and taking care of that. And it was about three months before I even seen them. Uh, they've been busy with uh, their motivational talking and, and, and doing things uh, uh, outside of uh, the, the support group. So I was thinking they were fictitious characters at first. <laughs> but, uh, once I met them, uh, they were wonderful people, um, and they've got their plates full in, in dealing with uh, their own uh, mental illness issues and, and, and living life. Um, and, the Hennepin affiliate at that time, uh, the board and, uh, there was not really a board. It was just Pete and Melanie sending out a new, a one page newsletter each month, uh, reminding about the, uh, support group and, uh, and the meeting and, and, uh, from there, uh, when they moved, moved on and, and, and took over. Um, I help kind of facilitate and, and, and keep the, the group going for, for quite a while with, uh, a very minimal board and kind of disorganized, uh, things since then it's progressed and grown. Uh, we've got eight to 10 board members now that are very active and, 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 and in a variety of, uh, uh, skills and activities going on. So it, it's growing, and we're looking forward to even getting better and more involved in especially the uh, Hennepin community and, and getting more more social things going on for 
the uh, the connections group, uh, the loved ones dealing with a mental illness, rather than just looking at their therapy, medication, and support focused on, on the illness, trying to get more social things going on. I think that's very important to get for uh, the person that's dealing with the mental illness. They've got a social life or need a social life uh, other than just family and in and, and their support group. So that's one of the things Hennepin is uh, looking at wanting to do in coordination with NAMI Minnesota and other affiliates in, in the area. And it's a work in progress. Uh, uh, so that some of the things that we're looking forward to doing and, and building and growing with all the affiliates and uh, the Minnesota uh, NAMI. Yeah. And for NAMI, Hennepin County affiliates, are you still doing annual picnic, summer picnic, and is there a holiday party still? Yes. Uh, that's uh, been a staple for uh, for us, the July picnic, uh, rather than, than the regular support group. It's more of a social support group where we'll, we'll supply uh, most of the eats and things and, and get together for a picnic and uh in July, and then our uh, holiday party uh, in December. Uh, we do the same thing and, and, and still going on with that. How have you viewed NAMI Minnesota as, as the state organization change over the years? Oh, it, it has grown and evolved in very exciting ways. The arrival of Sue Abderholten as the leader of NAMI Minnesota really marked a significant shift and uh, her connection not not only with NAMI National but also her activity in the in Minnesota in general um, her ability to pull people together and promote and raise awareness about mental health issues and what we can do about them so often I see her quoted in the newspaper when there's an issue that comes to the fore that has to do with mental illness or if there's a legislative initiative that would either help or hurt people with mental illness. She is frequently quoted by the Minneapolis Star Tribune. I'm also excited about NAMI Walks that happens every September. I remember one of the very first NAMI Walks that was supposed to have been on a balmy spring day. <laughs> and this being Minnesota, it was anything but balmy and anything but spring. And we were bundled up as much as we could possibly be on the shores of one of the beautiful city lakes, freezing to death. <laughs> but that whole initiative has expanded significantly. It's now in September. People from all over the state and beyond get together, and we walk together to raise awareness that mental illness is a serious and significant issue and deserves our attention and our support. And tell people the name of your walk teams, you know, get some new uh, new members uh, on your team. Well, yeah. Hennepin Heroes is the, the walk team that uh, the Hennepin affiliate sponsors and uh, have been developing and work, working that. Uh, yeah. but one of the things... Uh, I'm aware of uh, with Hennepin, uh, Minnesota, and Sue coming on, like Lori said, uh, the uh, coordination and, and organization has expanded so much, and 
helping the affiliates, collaborating with, with affiliates and, and getting things going. Uh, for me and Hennepin, the, some of the things that I used to do as far as membership, collecting my, uh, the membership fees and, and, and some of the things, the state has uh, offered to take over because they've got a staff and, and, and things and has really freed up uh, time and, and effort for the Hennepin board I think, to do other things rather than some of the administrative things that, uh, that uh, the state has been able to, to help us with and, and take care of it. And I think that's one of the g great things that has happened over the years is, is the collaboration between the state office and the affiliates uh, and being able to assist them in some of the administrative and resources also to get uh, all the resources up to date and, and, and helping and coordinating that. So it's helping bond and, and bind us together in, in uh, one organization. Moving in the right direction. Yes. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Is there anything that comes to mind related to favorite memories or accomplishments that you're proud of being a part of? I think, uh, well, the training that the Minnesota uh, state has, has provided both in uh, uh, facilitating the support groups and facilitating the, the family to family classes and, and things. Um, before being introduced to, to NAMI and, and the journey that is on there, Facilitating a support group or speaking in public uh, was the farthest thing from my uh, comfort zone that I would, would ever think of. Now uh, I'm still tentative and apprehensive in, in, in doing some of that, but I've got the training and, and the skills and so, the experience that, yeah, I'm, I'm nervous and can I do this? But once I, I, I've got a, a plan from, from the training that I've gotten, of, what needs to be done and how to do it. And the experience I, I've had, I can step in and do it and maybe fumble my way through. But a lot of it is, I'm not the expert. It's the group knowledge that I want to draw out and, and get uh, the members speaking and talking of their experiences and helping uh, each other. Seems like a natural fit for you. Well, thank you. <laughs> it at least appears that way. <laughs> it, it wasn't natural at the get-go. Yeah, yeah takes time to grow into. You know, I really enjoyed teaching the family to family program. It's a 12-week class and it's a significant commitment. You know, we meet once a week for a couple hours for 12 weeks. It's a commitment for the facilitators and for the participants. But the response pretty much categorically across the board is it has changed my life. Mm -hmm. And to be in a position to offer life-changing ideas and solutions and help and support, uh, it's so rewarding. Mm -hmm. well, my parents took that class, and they benefited greatly from the, from the class. What are your hopes for the future of NAMI? Expanded awareness of everything that NAMI has to offer. We're in a culture that thankfully is finally recognizing that serious and persistent mental illness needs to be addressed as a society, not just by the families that are, are struggling with it. 
um, NAMI is becoming more and more prevalent on the national scene. I see them acknowledged in various publications when mental health issues come to the fore. And more of that is really going to be helpful for every individual that deals with severe and persistent mental illness, for every family member that deals with their loved one. The more we can bring it forward and not hide it away in a closet, not, you know, let's get over the stigma of mental illness. It's not an error. It's not a mistake. It's not mom's bad upbringing. It's an illness, just like diabetes or arthritis. And you don't try and fix blame for it. You look at what you're dealing with and do everything you can to support that person. And NAMI's doing a fabulous job, and uh, I'm eager to see that continue. Yes. And one of the things uh, I'm aware of also is not only are they um, providing the resources and, and information for the family members as well as the loved ones, but the professional society also. Um, it, it's amazing how the professionals are more, more had been more clinical and, and, and not looking at the personal side of things. And I think NAMI is educating them also in that this is a person, not an illness. And you need to deal with the person's uh, demeanor and emotions and, and situations as well as the illness and, and get those to mesh and, and, and work together also. And that I see that moving forward too and getting the professionals educated that they're dealing with people and not just illnesses. How... Has your involvement with NAMI impacted your own lives? Well, for me, back in many years ago, when we were trying to get our heads around what was going on with Jason and his illness, it provided answers to what was, at that point, a total mystery to us. You know, my perspective, I was so naive when Jason was first hospitalized. I thought, oh, great, the doctors are involved. They'll give him a medication, and everything will get back to normal. And with severe and persistent mental illness, it doesn't work that way. NAMI gave us tools to begin to grasp what we were dealing with and to learn to deal with Jason in loving and supportive ways that acknowledged his brain's ability to assimilate information was a bit different than ours because of his illness. We were more able to honor who he was and where he was at and and deal with his challenges. Yeah, it gave us so much and to deal with Jason's illness. And on a personal note, Leah and I married about two years before Jason's illness really manifested itself. And we knew when we met and when we married that it wasn't just about Leah and Lori that there was some, some bigger purpose for us being together. And as Jason's illness presented itself and we were dealing with that and losing Jason and getting increasingly involved with Hennepin County NAMI, it was very clear to us that it was no accident that we were together and that we are. We were called to be very involved with NAMI and supportive of people who are dealing with severe and persistent mental illness, their own or that of a loved one. For me, uh, 
NAMI really made me more aware and opened up my my vision of dealing with people and, and not making judgments uh, in, in in working into the stigma. So I've really been more understanding and compassionate to everybody around, not just people with mental illness or disabilities or that, but everybody. And uh, has uh, given me a, a satisfaction of being able to understand them and help where I can. And, and I understand that I can't go in and just fix somebody, but I need to get get an understanding of where they're at and how they're thinking and what they want to do and help them where I can and and be honest with them of giving them my feedback of what I think. But still, they're adults. They make their own decision and let them know, I'll, I'll support you where I can. This is what I think. And I, there's some things I can't support you on, but I'm still going to, you know, care for you and do what I can. But we want to go forward in a positive way. And that's a decision that you need to make based on my input, your thinking, and, and, and other support uh, people that are providing you information. But ultimately, it's your decision and uh, to do. Is there anything on your minds that you want to add that I didn't ask about? Uh, getting involved doesn't mean that you're going to go out and fix and do great things. The, the small things of helping people, of even just saying hi and, and uh, listening, uh, not necessarily trying to fix and, and give them uh, 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 answers, what you feel are, are the answers. But listening to them, it's very important to be able to talk and, and uh, just let them know that they're being heard and, and not judged in what they're saying. You don't have to uh, agree with them or uh, under, necessarily understand exactly where they're coming from, but just so that they know that they're being listened to and, and, and heard. Anything on your mind, Lori? All kinds of things. You know, as a minister, what I've learned through our experience with Jason and through our experience with NAMI. It's all been very helpful. Um, you know, echoing what Lee has just said, it's, it's given me insight into what makes people tick and just really raised my own level of empathy and compassion and taught me to set aside judgments. Well, what I see on the surface is very likely not the whole picture. And to really lovingly accept and support someone, it's important to sit back and let them be them. Well, thank you, Laurie and Lee, for sharing your personal journeys. You're welcome. It has been a journey and continues to be. <laughs> yes. NAMI Minnesota champions justice, dignity, and respect for all people affected by mental illnesses. Through education, support, and advocacy, we strive to eliminate the pervasive stigma of mental illnesses, affect positive changes in the mental health system, and increase the public and professional understanding of mental illnesses. NAMI Minnesota vigorously promotes the development of community mental health programs and services, improved access to services, and increased opportunities for recovery. 
NAMI Minnesota is located at 800 Transfer Road, Suite 31, St. Paul, Minnesota, 55114. Call us at 651-645-2948 or toll-free at 1-888-NAMI-HELPS or email NAMI-HELPS at NAMIMN.org. NAMI Minnesota's website is NAMIHELPS.org. Outside of Minnesota, visit NAMI.org to find your state NAMI organization.